What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. And yep, I'm coming to you once again live from the closet because uh, last week's audio nightmare was because I did not record my episode in the closet. And uh, I was getting a lot of the feedback bounce back off the walls from my uh, from my bedroom. So lesson learned. I apologize for the bad audio, and I will continuously now sit my butt in the closet when it's time to record. So thank you for bearing with me. Um, I hope you enjoyed the last episode as we talked about the end game trailer, and um still very excited lots of hype still surrounding that trailer and I want to tell you about something that I missed remember when I was talking to uh Davina during the episode I said there is no way I caught everything and um I was watching some content on YouTube from um the new rock stars who I told you I I listened to or I watched their videos kind of often But I wanted to make sure to watch their video after I had already done my content for uh, Avengers Endgame. I didn't want to be uh, in or uh, didn't want to feel like I plagiarized anybody's content. So I watched the trailer at least a hundred times, went through, made my notes, watched again, went through made more notes, watched again, so you you know how that could work out, and um, felt pretty good about having caught most of the big things in the trailer, but there was one little thing I missed, and I'm going to tell you about it as soon as I talk about subscribe, share, rate, and review. That's still on, everybody. Subscribe, share, rate, and review. I'm very happy that I've got the audience that I have had I have. I would like for the audience to grow, you know, the family to get a little bigger. And the only way that I can do that is with your help. By uh subscribing to the podcast and not just listening, that just uh that that also kind of moves up uh iTunes funky little algorithm that they have going on. They will move me up in the ranks because I have subscribers, uh, ratings, and reviews. So, if you guys are doing your part, I'm going to continue to do my part. And then the sharing comes in because, you know, you may uh, find a little value in the content. And you also may not know who's lurking on your friends list somewhere who may also find uh, value in the content. And... uh, make the the show available to them as well so that we can grow together how about that oh oops sorry about that also uh patreon support um if you'd like to make a donation uh, become a patron to after the snap you can do that at patreon.com slash after the snap we have tiers starting as low as one dollar per month and um, our highest here right now is $20 per month. Um, so if you'd like to find yourself guest hosting on one of our future ep- episodes, or if that's not your style, me and you might be able to negotiate something else if, if you don't 
uh, feel comfortable guest hosting one of the episodes. But yeah, you can find yourself doing that if you become a Patreon supporter. If you do not want to uh, commit yourself to a once a month donation, we will always take one-time donations at PayPal. That's paypal.me slash after the snap. And uh, yeah, again, it'll be the same kinds of perks that I give to uh, to our Patreon supporters. I will give you the survivor shout out. And I also will try to throw a little something extra in for my PayPal supporters. So those are the ways that you can help. These are the ways that you can find us. You can go to After the Snap on Facebook. Join the Snap Survivors group. That's where it all goes down. You can also find me on Twitter at, at SnapAfter. And you can go to Instagram at After the Snap 2018. And if all else fails, you can catch me at uh, AfterTheSnap at gmail.com to leave me your feedback. Tell me what you think of uh, the shows, the episodes. Give me ideas for future episodes. I would love, love, love to hear it. Okay, so now, moving on, I'm going to tell you about the uh, the other little tidbit that was uh, uncovered in the in-game trailer. Some of you may have heard of it already. It is, And it has to do with the stinger where Ant-Man is at the door ringing the buzzer saying, hey, buzz me in, you know. If you look in the upper left-hand corner of the monitor that Black Widow and Captain America are watching him on, you will see that it says stat, which I uh, determined to mean status. And then it says archive. And then it has a year. Now the year is not it's, it's kind of fuzzy you can't really see it but it has been speculated that that it says stat archive and the year is 1983 which makes a whole lot of difference when you think of how cap says is is this uh an old video because uh 1983 was a long time before the events of uh, Infinity War. So we see Ant-Man standing there. We see the van indicating that he has the device that he can go back and forth through the quantum realm in. So is it possible that Davina was correct that Ant-Man really was still in the quantum realm? You can also even see a difference between the... uh, the unpaved driveway that he's standing on outside of the Avengers headquarters, I doubt that things would have gotten that bad after Thanos snap. Could he be standing on that uh, unpaved drive drive up prior to this building becoming Avengers headquarters? So, good questions. Uh, somebody with a very eagle eye noticed that uh, on the new rock stars team and we thank them for that because now that is just one more thing to speculate about it's just one more thing and then to add a little fuel to that just a little tiny bit of fuel to that I am going to continuously remind us that uh, Tony Stark's dad 
in the Avengers 2 movie that we, I mean, I'm sorry, the Iron Man 2 movie that we just watched continuously says, Tony is the key to the future. This is the key to the future. This is the key to the future. And I'm going to get those sound bites and, and, and in a future episodes, I'm going to play it and see if that kind of also gives you vibes that, 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 um, that his dad had some type of knowledge about the future. So, stopping there with all in-game talk because uh, we did that. <laughs> yeah, we did that the other day. I don't want to make this whole episode a rehash of that, but I did want to bring that to everyone's attention. If you saw that, um, leave me a comment, send me an email, or get in contact with, with me in one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show, and let me know what your opinion uh what you think that means if you didn't notice it but you after um this episode you go back and you take a second look at the trailer or a third or a 400th look at the trailer and you spot that let me know what you think that means that will be a good co- uh, topic for our uh snap survivors group so you know that um this weekend we've got a uh, well thursday i've got into the Spider-Verse. That's what I'm going to see on Thursday. And then Saturday, I'm going to see Aquaman. Um, This past weekend, this past weekend, I went to go see Bumblebee. And I wanted this whole episode to be about Bumblebee. And what my plan was, was to take my handy dandy uh, digital audio recorder and get audience reactions after the, after the show. And then I found out it was heavily frowned upon to take a digital audio recorder into an early screening. I almost went to AMC jail. And you know, I don't, that's one place I don't need to be is in AMC jail because I got all these movies that I want to see and I cannot uh, have bad blood between me and AMC. When I say they checked everything, they checked everything. And, and I wasn't intending on doing anything illegal like uh, taping audio from the movie. I simply wanted to tape audience reactions after the movie. And that was going to be the totality of this episode. And the gentleman with the briefcase at the door of the movies who searched everybody who went in and made us all turn off our phones. Yeah, that guy. He told me, no, no reactions. <laughs> So you're going to get my reaction and my reaction to Bumblebee is that you must see this movie. Um, it, it has everything, everything that you could want in a Transformers movie is present in this movie. You've got the generation one, um, Transformers. So I'm not giving you anything there. Spoilery. Um, you've got a good look at Cybertron. Nothing spoilery there. We saw that in the uh, trailers. Uh, We really get a good feeling for Bumblebee's character. And by that, I mean uh, where where he started and how he became the character that we've seen in in, uh, movies of late. So uh, and it can be heartbreaking at times. Very emotional. It can be funny. 
Um, it can it can be full of action, and I think that everyone will like will like what uh, Travis Knight, what his vision for uh, Bumblebee and the Transformers franchise, what his vision is. I think Transformers fans can appreciate how he sees the movie. He um, he did an ex- he did an excellent job. Um, I won't go into anything in specifics. I'm just going to say that, let's say on my regular scale of one to five, I'm going to give it a four. And there are reasons for the four. And we'll get into the reasons when we decide to talk about this in a spoilerific way. And that'll be after I've given everybody a chance to, uh, to get to the movies and see it. But I promise you it will be worth it. Go see Bumblebee. Okay, so hopefully that uh, hopefully that helps somebody. So um, today's episode was basically going to be the Bumblebee episode, but since, uh, like I said, since I was threatened with AMC prison, I'm gonna go ahead and make the whole episode the the, the biggest part of the episode about uh, the brightest star short track. So um, this episode of short treks was uh it was um going over saru's origin so on this short trek we go to saru's homeworld. now if you remember if you watched star trek discovery saru is the first officer of the uss discovery he is a kelpian and he is the only one of his species in starfleet so that's that's where we met him in Discovery. So now here we're going to prior to his Starfleet days. Uh, so we go to Saru's homeworld, Kaminar. Of course, he's the only Kelpian member of Starfleet. And I always couldn't help but wonder why. Well, in The Brightest Star, we find out. Uh, we learn that the Kelpians have come to accept being a prey race. They have assigned a religious property to being chosen by the Ba'ul, their their natural predator. They feel that by going willingly with the Ba'ul, who are going to basically uh, eat them, they are helping to sustain the natural balance in society. And I couldn't help but giggle at uh, balance because it, it gives me Thanos vibes. But anyway... Uh, Saru can find no honor in being sacrificed to the Ba'ul. He is naturally inquisitive and his curiosity tends to get him in trouble. His father, Aradar, Aradar, scolds him often for questioning the order of things and cautions him against continuing to do so. But Saru's questions are valid. He wonders why his people won't try to uh, talk, negotiate with the Ba'ul and learn how they engineer their technology so that Kelpians become equals to them. Um, So the Ba'ul arrive from the stars in a ship. So Kelpians naturally see death arriving when they look in the sky. So um, again, we can go back to Discovery when uh, where we learn that Saru can sense death. He has a ganglia on the back of his head 
that kind of rise up when a threat is present. So when they look into the sky, they don't generally see beauty. They feel a threat because the Ba'ul come from the sky. So Kelpians look, see, see death arriving when they look in the sky, except Saru. He sees hope. And when a communications device falls from a Ba'ul ship, Saru hides it. When he's alone, he teaches himself to engineer a beacon and he sends out a cosmic hello. Days later, he receives a message back. And after communicating back and forth with his newfound friends, Saru and his uh, sister take an evening walk together. And as they stroll, Saru is looking expectantly into the night sky. His sister reminds him to look down sometimes because there is also beauty to be found there. And later, after they've walked and, and chatted for a while, she suggests that they head home. Saru just sends her on her way, saying uh, he wants to stargaze a little while longer. So when she leaves, uh, a ship drops out of warp and lands close to Saru's location. From the ship emerges Philippa Giorgio, who we know to be the first captain of the USS Discovery that we met in, uh, in Discovery's uh, first season, first episode. So uh, she's been the person that uh, had been communicating with Saru. And she invites him to join her because he showed uh, a very high intellect, inquisitiveness, curiosity. He showed all the things that is necessary to be a good Starfleet officer. Just by re-engineering this device to ask the, to, to say hello, not knowing what answer he would get back, you know. So um, she invites him to join her, but reminds him that he'll never be able to return to Kaminar because it's a pre-warp uh, society and tampering with them would violate the prime directive. Saru turns and takes a look at his planet and chooses to join Starfleet because doing so is choosing hope. And, um, that is the episode. That is where the episode ends, rather. And uh, one of the things that, that I can say about this episode is that watching the episode, I, I didn't hit a lot of the places where it is truly, it begins truly sad. Uh, those the, the Kelpians, the highlight of their life is to be sacrificed to the Ba'ul and um, and it's only that way because the Ba'ul have the means to come and take them one way or the other so if they figure if they go willingly um, it, it's not upsetting the Ba'ul and it also is, uh, is keeping the rest of the uh, society their civilization safe by not uh, by not fighting uh, the Ba'ul. So, um, obviously, no one really asked any questions. How Saru was born with this curious nature is beyond me, 
Um, his father, Eridar, is the uh, kind of like the religious leader. And he, they, they have, again, assigned a religious uh, kind of outlook on being chosen by the Ba'ul to be eaten. And um, they, they say that you should be honored to do that for your society. And Saru said there has to be a better way. And that's why I, I kind of felt so sad watching it in the beginning. And I actually, uh, those feelings never changed. I could not watch this episode again. And it wasn't because it wasn't a good episode. And as you know, the short treks are only, this one was only a little over 15 minutes long, I believe. So um, it's not taking a lot of time out of my day. It just, I felt uncomfortable with the amount of despair I felt for uh, Saru and for his people. And um, I, I just had no desire to watch it twice. So what you guys got, the reason why my synopsis uh, lacked a lot of detail is because I, I, I wrote it off of one watch. Uh, usually I'll watch something more than once before I, I try to uh, write a synopsis and uh, I couldn't. And, and again, I'm telling you that it is a good episode. So if you have CBS All Access and you want to watch this episode by all means do it and you may not get the same depressing feeling that I got I just I don't know something about uh something resonated with me and I can't quite put my finger on why I felt so um hurt watching this episode and even him leaving you know he after you see that he he has this relationship with his dad where um, his dad is resigned to the fate of what's been happening to the Kelpian society with as far as the Ba'ul is concerned and uh, but you you get the the feeling that his dad loves him and he loves his dad and then you see this relationship with his sister and uh, he of course he loves his sister and they seem to be very close and the only way he was going to uh, make something of himself is to leave them forever. To be in a position where he would never be able to see his family again. But he, uh, he rose to the ranks, rose through the ranks of Starfleet and made and, and became the first officer of the USS Discovery and um, his family can't even be proud of him in fact they wouldn't be proud of him because it would be dishonorable that he left instead of sacrificing himself to the Ba'ul he left and they would not find any honor in that and uh, yeah I think that just I think that kind of just don't know why it hit a nerve I don't know if it reminds me of the place that I'm from maybe it could uh or I don't know but um tell me what you think what did you uh well by hearing the, the synopsis for this movie or for this 
episode of uh, Short Tracks. Tell me if it's something that you think you would like to see. If you have seen this episode, tell me how it made you feel. Because, um, yeah, something about this one just hit home a little too hard. I just, I just, I, I, I liked the episode, but it was too, uh, I, I guess it was too personal. And it, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> so, telling you guys that, it, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be transparent here. Um, I cannot figure out why that that felt that way so that was uh star trek short trek the brightest star so that i guess that can kind of wrap this episode but before we go the same reminders that i gave you at the top of the episode this one is a short one the 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 reminders that i gave you at the top of the episode were to join us on facebook after the snap is the page and then join the group snap survivors and i think i may uh, even include this as a question for my snap survivors group and if you missed it uh on the last episode uh rachel nelson broke the the trailer to me because i me and my insomnia i took three sleeping pills because I'm like, I have not been able to sleep. So I just really wanted to just crash so I could get up early the next day. Took three sleeping pills and I slept till probably about three o'clock the next afternoon. I, I got up briefly and talked to Davina because she called me. But she it was after uh, Rachel had already posted it in the Snap Survivors group, the trailer. But she called me to make sure I had seen it and I had not because... I, I probably overdid it with the sleeping pills, so I promise no more three sleeping pill nights. I, I won't do that again. So, you know, we talked about after the snap on Facebook and the group Snap Survivors. Go to Twitter at Snap After. Go to Instagram after the snap 2018. Go to Patreon. <laughs> patreon.com slash after the snap you can paypal.me slash after the snap for a one-time donation and if you just want to talk after the snap at gmail.com how about that i gave you everything and i've given you an episode in less than 30 minutes so since there's nothing else oh comment i'm sorry rating review at iTunes share the show with all your buddies um I now since there's nothing else I guess I'll catch you on the flip thanks for joining me